welcome everyone to another episode of the Comic Chronicle podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Right now, I'm in my home studio. Shout out to you, Michaela, my girlfriend over here. She's in the home studio with me right now. Love you. And yeah, we have a fun guest today on the show, Jay Faber is on the show. Jay is a writer from television, from Supergirl Zoo, comics. He's written a lot. There's so much to talk about with Jay. And I wanted to make it a sweet and short for him. I didn't want to take too much of his time and stuff like that today. So you guys get about a 30-minute long interview for you with Jay. But we talk about a lot in 30 minutes. Like, we really, really do. So if you're a writer, you're definitely going to love this episode. We give a lot of helpful tips, tricks, breaking into comics, you know writing for TV, all sorts of jazz like that. We kind of, two writers kind of talking about experiences and such. It was a really, really good time. And so, yeah, so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. You know, hopefully you guys are staying safe out there. You're staying healthy. We got a lot going on. 2020 sucks, but make sure, you know, you escape a little bit and read or write or draw or watch a new TV show. You know, go sit outside in the sun or at night. Starry Nights are pretty cool, too. Or whatever it may be. Play video games. I'm a big, huge video gamer. I mean, Dakota Morgan on YouTube. Definitely follow that. So if you do that, it's really helpful. And, you know, I want my fans and also everyone who's not my fan, too, which shame on you, but fuck, love you, is to stay mentally healthy. And that's very important these days. So make sure you guys stay mentally healthy and physically healthy as well, too. Try not to binge as much food. All that jazz like that. But enough of me seeming like a weird dad. You know, we're, we had a really good show today for you. And if you guys want to stay in touch with the show, new episodes every Monday for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and ComicChronicle.Podbean.com for your liking. And like I said, for free. And if you want to stay in touch on the social media for all the stuff I do of comics, podcasts, animal stuff, paleontology, uh, video games, all sorts of jazz like that. And of course, this show, the Comic Chronicle podcast. I am at Dakota Morgan 3 on Twitter and at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 on Instagram. And it also helps if you guys subscribe to the show as well, too. It really, really does. Subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. If you leave reviews, I'll start reading them in the intro. Simple as that. Even if they're bad, they're like, fuck you. I'll be like, hey, fuck you. But I love you. And so, yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning into this episode. And without further ado, I'll end my rambling. But like I said, stay healthy. Stay creative out there. It's my little tagline. Stay creative. And just please stay safe. And without further ado, though, let's get into my talk with Jay. Oh, and we are recording. And so I like to do this with everybody because I'm a man of respect, and I think the military taught me that. Jay, good man, welcome to the show. It's an absolute honor to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of, of course, man. Of course. And I just got to get out of the way and say, by God, you're a way better writer than I am. I'm like, shit, I need to talk to him because maybe he can give me some points or something. Like, I may have seven comic books, but you're obviously doing way better. Uh, well, thank you. Oh, of course, man. Of course. And, you know, it's it's really weird to be working in what we do these days. I mean, I, see, I got the job at the animal hospital, like I mentioned before the recording, but Working in comics and television and film, it's been a roller coaster. How's it been for you? Yeah, it's uh, the difference between this time this year and, and this time last year is, is very, very big. Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's it's we're we're starting to shoot uh, the new season of Supergirl on Monday. And yeah, it's a completely different way of shooting and all the safety protocols that have to be involved. Yeah, yeah there's uh, a lot of changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. It's constantly changing. Like we mentioned, like David Herwood got his contact, and he was on the show, God, a couple months ago or a few months ago, I think. And we were talking, and I think it was off the record. And he's like, 
I mean, now I can say it because obviously you're shooting. You just mentioned that Supergirl's shooting now, but he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to be shooting in September. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Like, I'm, they're saying September, but I don't think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds up like, because he lives in London, too, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. He's got yeah, to he, travel. Yep. He ha- everybody who comes up has to quarantine for two weeks before they can do anything. Yeah, are you quarantining when you go up? Uh, well, we're, the writers aren't going up this year. Oh, okay, it, it, okay. It's, that makes... it's you know for everybody's safety. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> They're like, hold on, who can we send at home? All well, the yeah. writers, they can work at home, <laughs> save the money, and save the manpower. Exactly. Yeah, holy hell. Well, I'm I'm curious, good man, because you know, like on the show, it's all laid backness and whatnot. But I'm curious because I always like to hear people's backstories a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get started as a writer? Because obviously, it's working out. You've had what? Four to five, create your own books. You've also written for DC and Marvel. Now you're on Supergirl. Like, how did you start? Yeah, uh, I started. I mean, the the industry is very different when I started in comics. I started in I think 1998. Oh, uh, that's a different world. Yeah, <laughs> that's a way and, different world. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I had the uh, the weird experience that I actually broke in at DC and Marvel. They were my what? first. My first gig. I think technically my first gig was at dc but and then i got hired for marvel shortly thereafter and the marvel book ended up coming out first but technically my first sale was to dc and it was just a a a result of me pestering editors with pitches for miniseries and sort of second tier characters and just showing that i had a handle on on you know the the tone of of the characters and I eventually, you know, an editor at each company took a shot at, on me and, and gave me, uh, I think at DC, I did a 10-page Wonder Girl story for an anthology. And then oh, at wow. Marvel, I did an issue of What If, uh, which had already been canceled. So there was literally, <laughs> I couldn't screw it up. You know, the, uh, it was it was a, an easy test run. And oh, from there, I just, great. you know, got gig after gig and kind of slowly put together a career. So you did what I've heard about from a lot of people, and it's kind of what, I mean, I've done the same as well, was always to keep pitching and pitching and pitching. Like, I think I sat on a series and pitched it for over a year before the company I work for now, SGGS Comics, picked it up. And then, like, yeah, so it's one of those things, like, you have to keep trying. on dogs are going now. But you have to keep trying it. Like, I don't think people understand that. Even today, though, I say you can still, that's way to go in a little bit. I don't know. Would you agree to that, though? Today's the day, like, well, not maybe. Well, maybe after COVID or something like that. But you you have to keep pitching it. Like you have to keep always pitching, pitching, pitching. And if you fail or if you get rejected, don't let that be the defining moment. And you're like, oh, well, someone rejected me. Fuck no, keep going for it. Yes, you think that's still the way to do it? Yeah, I mean, to a degree. I mean, it it may be that this specific idea you're pitching isn't quite right. And if you hear that enough, then maybe take a step back and work on a different idea. Because I, I think. Uh, Another pitfall writers can fall into is is holding on to one idea, to saying, this is the idea that I want to do. It's this idea that I'm passionate about. And to have a career as a writer, you have to have a lot of ideas. Yeah. You, you can't just ever have that one. And, I mean, there's something to be said for, for being persistent and believing in your idea. But at the same time, if enough people are telling you that that idea isn't working at this point, put it aside. And, and try something else. Because, again, you're a writer. You should have many ideas. Pull something else out. That doesn't mean exactly. that first idea is dead forever. It just means that maybe right now isn't the right time for it. So set it aside. 
and bring something else. I, I like to work on multiple things at the same time uh, at various stages, just to, it keeps the, the creative juices flowing. So if you're not feeling one project one day, you can switch focus to something else that might get you more energized and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it just keeps things sort of interesting and uh, dynamic. Well, Jay, you and I are apparently a rare breed because I feel the same way. Not even kidding you. I feel the same damn way. But apparently people are like, oh, that's not the way to do it. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. No. Like, that's why I have seven comic books at one company right now. I can't right. mention all of them. But like, because it's easier. You can go from one to the other and stuff like that as well. Like, yeah. it's it, your creative juice is always flowing. And then if you're working on one, because it's a beautiful moment. I mean, you can attest to this when you're working on one thing. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're really in the groove. You're getting in, you're typing away. You're like, oh, the character this. And then it's like, snap. You're all of a sudden like, oh, fuck. I need to go back over here to this project because yeah. this makes more sense now. Yep. And it's absolutely an enlightening moment, enlightening yeah. moment. And oh. to be fair, everybody's different. That, that process yes. doesn't work for everyone. Uh, but for certain people, I think that's, for me, uh, yeah, that, that's how I prefer to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean are you... Uh, how do I put this? Are you an everyday writer or is it like, well, Supergirl, I mean, you probably are, but like usually though, like minus TV show, like for comics and uh, maybe a TV, is it everyday writing? Is it every other day? Because a lot of people I know now used to be like only weekends they'd work or a couple days on the week. Now they're working every fucking day because no one wants to live in 2020 world anymore. So <laughs> we want to dive into what we're writing. Yeah. It, it kind of depends. I mean, you know, uh, uh I try not to work on weekends if I can help it. Um, uh, and yeah, um, it depends, I guess, on how you define writing. There are days when I have not actually written anything down, but my brain is working on a story. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Monday through Friday, I'm usually working in some capacity, whether I'm, uh, and obviously at my, at my kind of quote unquote day job at Supergirl, we have structured hours where we're in the writer's room breaking story. And then there's times where I'm on script and so that's very structured. Uh, but even left to my own devices, if I'm on, if I'm not on a show and I'm just working on my own stuff, I will write or at least think about writing. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Very nice. It's very nice. Well, that's a good way to do about it because you got to keep. I'm with you on that as well. Like you're always really thinking about stuff. That's why whenever I go somewhere and I have a bag, I always have like a little notebook in there because like, yeah. just like, why do you have a notebook? You don't. Do you have a diary? I'm like, in a sense, yes. In a sense, no. <laughs> Because kind of, no, not really. Yeah. It's, it's notes. And if you look into it, I'll confess right here now. I've seen other writers' journals when you're doing the notes, and I see mine. Holy shit, it looks like we gave it to, like, a, a preschooler or something. Because it's, mm -hmm. it's so just jumbled. Totally. Like, Can we translate this? Not even Egyptian archaeologists could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Absolutely. I'm curious, though, like, because were you always a comics fan? Because I always like asking this question to people. Even, like, people who... I, not even like off the record, just stuff like that too. Because come to find out, a lot of comics folks I know don't—they never were into comics before they started, uh, or they were only a little bit into them. But then they started like, wait a minute here. Once they got older, like, wait, comics—that's right. right. Like, or was it like, since you started reading them, you're like, I want to go in and do this, and you never dropped it. Yeah, no, I've been a comic book fan and reader, you know, as long as I can remember, uh, since I was a little, little kid. You know, I, I got into comics through Saturday morning cartoons and uh, just never gave them up. I mean, I don't read nearly as much these days as I as I did, you know, as a teenager or in my 20s. But uh, but yeah, I've, I've been a legit comics fan for a long, long time. Nice. Well, what would you start with? 
I mean, I don't remember which my first, the first book I ever bought. Well, but yeah, the first, no, the, like... the, but the first book that hooked me, that turned me into like a, a rabid comics fan, was the New Teen Titans the back New in Teen the Titans. early eighties. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's when yes. you don't hear that often. It kind of ages you though, because well, I know I most people. Depends yeah. on who you're talking to. If you're talking yeah. to people my age, that was the favorite of most uh, a lot of people it was either you were a titans fan or you were an x-men fan yeah those were the two books in in the 80s for sure oh my god yeah what was is that a thing that like i don't think you've done teen titans yet have you i did i had a run on the book that is true that is true you did i'm trying to think you have a really big record jay so i try to like like, 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 oh shit he did okay okay like because i mean you did teen titans but Shit, Titans season three still going on. Maybe it's season four. You could transfer some Supergirl to there. Who knows? But yeah, you never know. Yeah, it's possible. I don't want you if you, if that's a thing. Like you're like, yeah, I am. Like, wait, no, <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. Uh, no, there's nothing, nothing official happening. Okay, all right, that's good. Well, how is it though doing it? Because I've done what is I for writing? I've done from comics to film, which has been interesting. And then the biggest interesting. I don't know if you've ever done this yet, but I recommend you do it is if you do i got hired to do some okay how could i put this without breaking ndas they are film comics so they're the comic books that are tied into movies okay yeah i've done, done a couple of those and whatnot nice. for a certain big network that starts with an a and <laughs> let's let that one be known and so those are really fun to do and it's kind of fun to like kind of tie in a little bit with the films but how was it going from comics to television uh, it was, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's a, there was a learning curve, uh, for sure. And, and TV has different sort of strengths and weaknesses than comic books have. Uh, but I found the transition fairly smooth. I think it's easier going from comics to TV than the opposite. Really? Uh, I, I, cause I've seen TV writers write comics and it, it's a different language that you have to master because, because the way TV and film, uh, it, it has continuous movement. You can just write continuous action and not have to worry about how it's going to be portrayed on screen because you can mm. film movement. Whereas with comic books, a, a comic book page is just a series of moments captured, like moments in time, each panel. And so to translate that, uh, I, I think is, is a bit of a learning curve in terms of, you know, in a single comic book panel, you can't have someone... Uh, walk across the room and open the door. You can have a character walk across the room or you can have a character open a door, but like, unless you're using like multiple images or something, uh, you really, you can't convey that much action in a single panel. So it's that, it's that kind of, of, of breakdown, I think that makes it a little bit harder going in the other direction. Would you say it's more like from comics, you go from kind of brick house, but then when you go to TV, it's more fluid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's what's sounding like there. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, I'm gonna say it makes it sound easier, but you and I both know it's not easier. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. Yeah, no. neither one is easy. They just and there's a lot of overlap because both you're telling a story through visuals, whether it's actors on a screen or drawings on a page. You're telling a story visually, so that common denominator between the two, I think, gives them uh, 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 some linkage that that there is a lot of carryover in the two mediums. Which is fair, which is definitely fair. So, I mean, and it's got to be fun because you're doing comics. You've been a comics fan. You wrote for comics. You got your own creator, own ones you're writing for. And then you get to a comic book TV show 
Yeah. It seems like you have a niche, Jay. <laughs> it seems like you have a type, to say the yeah. least here. Uh, but do you see yourself like leaving comics at all? Like, or is like comic themed stuff? I should say. Like, is there like a uh, indie sci-fi thing that you maybe have your eyes on doing one day or anything like that? I mean, put it uh, on the ether, yeah. man. Like, you I never mean, know who's I, listening. I have, I, I've, you know, I've done a lot of work outside of the comic book genre. The first three shows I was on were not comic book related, um, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that I'll ever leave the comic book medium entirely. Uh, I, I have definitely, my output has slowed down for sure. Uh, just as I've gotten older and gotten a family and gotten more into TV. Um, but, uh, but I still like both TV and comic books and I have a lot of interests that are not sort of the comic book genre. Uh, I'm not married to just doing, you know, fantastical, uh, genres. I, I like a good mystery. I like a thriller. I like science fiction. Uh, so yeah, I, my, I'm not kind of just tied down to the comic book niche. Oh, good, good. Thank, thank God. I could, oh, yeah, I could definitely see you writing a good mystery, man. I really could. And a good sci-fi. I mean, obviously sci-fi, because if you write for Supergirl, then you're definitely in the sci-fi. <laughs> so at least there's no fans or buts about that. And how has that been, though? Because I'm very, I've talked to people who've worked on Supergirl and everything, but the even costume designers, my buddy Andy Poon. You know, like, I've talked to everybody, David. But I've never talked to a writer on it. Like, what's it like for that? Because one writer to another here, I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. It is. I mean, it's it's like any job. There's there's headaches and frustrations at the end of the day. But yeah, it's it's a ton of fun to to be able to write, uh, you know, uh, a girl who can fly. And yeah. and you know, we have this incredible cast. They're so great about you know bringing these ideas to life, and you know that have uh, helped fans fall in love with them all over the world and and so to write not just a superhero but a a, a superhero who has such great values of hope and and help and optimism and compassion uh it's it's yeah it's a ton of fun there, there's so many boxes that this show checks off for me. oh yeah it's and it's a superhero that feels like a, a human yeah. you know it, that's what i love about supergirl and the flash you get it and you get it in a lot of the other ones but not as much i don't think as supergirl because supergirl it gets really grounded a lot of times where you're like, oh, yeah, shit, she can fly. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I felt like I was watching myself on the screen or yeah. like, oh, wait, I'm relating to the, like, I know a person that was like that or seeing yes. the troubles and whatnot. That's the beautiful part about it, man. And I, and I know we, the news came out about it and we don't, we're not going to touch about it, but I know we can kind of acknowledge like it's coming to an end, sadly. Yes. Which is sad to say the least here because I've been a fan since season one premiere. Yeah, I agree. Same here. Yeah, and I, well, you started what last season? I started season five. Yeah. Season five, okay. Oh boy, I gotta congratulate you then, good sir, because fuck, it was good. I, I gotta admit, it was really good. So that's a, a hell of a Thank season you. to stop in, though, on season five. Yeah. yeah. Hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you. Go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics, it's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, and downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawntocomics.com or find them on social media and the number 
you give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. I, how was that? I, I'm very it curious. Was, it was great. I mean, it, it was the first time I've joined a show that was already running. Uh, in the it. past, I've joined shows that, that have, you know, they were just starting up. Uh, so to come into this well-oiled machine with this great group of writers and this incredible cast and crew, uh, it, it was great. And it was just fun to contribute, uh, you know, to, to this sort of mythology that they've built. Uh, and everybody was really welcoming, so it wasn't off-putting to, to come into this existing family uh i felt right at home right away good were you nervous like honestly were you nervous because i'd be shit in my pants even though it's all good and you know everyone's friendly it's still one of those you're like you're going to a happy place you're going to narnia well, <laughs> well, I, well actually you know, i should not say narnia you're going to uh, willie okay there's no fucking good place <laughs> correct <laughs> it all ends bad one has kids dying the other one has people being thrown in the stone it's all screwed but were you a little bit nervous or or uh, no like i don't I'd be a think nervous so place. i mean at this point it's just the job I mean, I've, I've done it enough. Yeah, I don't recall really being nervous about it. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Well, do you have future plans? I mean, I don't know if you can talk about anything. If not, it's okay. You have any future uh, plans? Yeah, I mean, not really. The Not yet. It, the, not yet. You know, we still have a whole season to do, basically. Uh, oh. So oh. it's, it's uh, I, I'll be here for a while uh, before we're done. Uh, so I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Good, 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 good. You've worked with so many like even in season five you've got to work with so many dc characters and such and obviously being a dc fan yourself and whatnot mm -hmm. was what yeah. was a character we all have our favorite as writers we have our favorite characters to write for what was yours uh favorite character like favorite character to write for on supergirl uh we'll stick to supergirl that'd be way easier to do <laughs> yeah favorite, favorite one on supergirl do you have one boy I... it's a toughie because we it, all have a, one it's a Tuffy. I mean, Brainiac Five is always fun just because he has such a quirky voice, and uh, you know, he he's the root of a lot of our humor. Um, but you know, I like them all. Like they all have different uh, aspects that I enjoy. There's, you know, Jean has that sort of quiet strength, and Brainy is funny, and uh, Dreamer is great, and you know, has those great one-liners. Uh, yeah. And Alex, yeah, they're all I. I can't pick a favorite. It, it kind of depends on the needs of a scene or whose story we're telling, but I, I enjoy different things about all of them. I like it. I like you, you pulled, you picked the most political answer, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love everybody. Like, okay, fair. Well, it's true though. I mean, cause it's such a good show and you know, I don't want to feel, feel like make people feel like we're blown or anything like that. We just, we like what we like and it's, yeah. you want to talk about it and stuff. And I think Absolutely. that's, a, yeah. And it's, it's been tough to remain positive this year, I guess you could say, but when you get to create and stuff and you get to be a part of different worlds, it makes life a little bit easier. Yeah, it does. I mean, I've, I've, it, it, it's, it's tough in the times we're in. I mean, there's some, for some writers, writing is an escape mm. uh, and, and, you know, this kind of stress kind of powers their writing. But I think there's also a kind of writer who can't really engage with their writing right now because it's so, kind of scary and oppressive out there yeah and to those people i say don't you know uh, take some pressure off yourself don't beat yourself up too much you know take the time take the self-care that you need 
uh, so that you can write when you're recharged, when, when you're in a better headspace. Yeah, and it's and it, I almost want to say it depends on your project because I did hear the news. It was in April, I think, or May. Michael Bay was doing a pandemic movie, and the writers were all fired and shit like that. Like they all let everybody go. Oh, and wow. like, oh yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you don't want to be working on a disease pandemic movie, in the, especially when it was May and April. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh no. And that had to be rough. And I had a buddy of mine on here too. We were working on the i don't know if you know this book it was one of the recent ones he was the artist on it for one of the spinoffs of the dc comics zombie sort of thing going on deceased okay yeah and he was working on that i'm like dude what is that like because all my shit sci-fi action horror all that jazz what's it like right. to do with a pandemic style thing and this was in may i think it was as well mm. and he said Dakota, I'll be honest with you, it's the trippiest thing to do because you kind of feel guilty you're doing this, but then you're kind of not because it's a good story. So you're like, it's a yin-yang of like, should I feel bad and not be working on a disease thing when people sure. are dying? Or should I keep working because it's a good escape? Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think anybody who's fortunate to have a job, you know, should should embrace that. Uh, you know, even if the subject matter, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault anyone for being excited about their work given how many people don't have work right now. Yes, that's very much true. Well, I, I'm curious, though, because we all have different things that we enjoy and whatnot. Do you want to do anything else other than writing, though, good man? Like, is there anything that's on the J agenda? Uh, I mean, I'll always be a writer. Uh, I mean, there's other stuff I like to do for fun, but I don't see myself changing careers or anything. Uh, uh, writing is where it's at, whether it's comics, movies, TV, novels. Uh, that's, that's it. That's all I need. Nice. That's good. I mean, it's good. You found what you love to do, and obviously yeah. you're good at it. <laughs> so that's the least. Of course. And, you know, it's really awesome to see that and hear that, too. And do you have any goals, though, with it? Uh, I mean, there's certain projects that I want to get off the ground and see the light of day. And, you know, I want to get my own show up and running and, and yeah. uh, you know, show run something on my own. So, yeah, there, there's I have ambitions, but uh, uh, I can't get too specific right now, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Because you do, you're like, yes, I want to do this. But it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it can't happen now. Like, I gave out the idea. Or two, I'm going to get sued. <laughs> well, no, neither them. of those things. They're just, I, I don't I don't like talking about projects before their, uh, before their time, I guess. Which is good. Which is good. Because you and I probably, because we probably, between the both of us, had many projects. We're like, I'm so excited. This is going to be awesome. Oh, it's canceled? Well, sure, I told a yeah. bunch of people about it. Crap. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, I mean, you, we should let people know, too. Like, in our profession, we have, I know some, it's not really talked about it that much, but, you know, you have projects where you're like, oh, you spend months of work on it. And especially in 2020, as I lost six feature films I was working on because mm -hmm. uh, they all got canned because they're pandemic. Yeah. Like, you work hard, you put a lot of stuff in and whatnot, and sometimes they just were never meant to be. You know, yeah. I think you should always take the lessons learned from that and put it in the next project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do you do that as well? Like, or, or am I alone on this one? Uh, no, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, there, there's, I don't know that I've ever consciously taken something from one project to another, but in terms of, uh, you know, there's, I'll be researching one story and, 
I'll hit on something that may not be right for that story, but it's something I end up using down the road in something else. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to stumble across in your in your research for a story. Uh, but in terms of an actual story, I don't think I've ever taken part of one and slapped it into something else yeah. that I can recall. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Kind of like, I know a lot who do that. I'm not going to name anybody because they feel cheap when they do it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I could. Well, I'm not. I'm a nice guy sometimes. Um, yeah, man. Like, we'll kind of get into work a little bit and kind of that. How was it with you creating your own with your own creative own books? Because I've heard so many different things of like, oh, it was nervous. It was it was really tough at first for a little bit. But you had like, oh, you had a few. So how was yeah. it going from? And I believe you did it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like I said, you have a really big backstory. <laughs> say at least here. And so like, was it your creator own books after DC or was it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I broken it. I, like, as I said, I broken it Marvel in DC. And then yeah. after a few years got kind of frustrated and wanted to do my own thing. And so I launched in 2001. Uh, my first creator owned series was a book at image called noble causes. Uh, and that was, I mean, it's still the, the longest running creator owned book I've ever done. It lasted over 40 issues. Ooh, congrats, uh, sir. And yeah, thanks. It was, it was, it was fun. I mean, it was stressful and, and, uh, you know, uh, did not make any money. Uh, in fact, mm. I think I lost money on it in the long oh. run. Uh, oh. but, uh, but it's this, you know, it's a, it was a passion project. It's something that I can, that I still have on my shelf, uh, that I'm incredibly proud of and, you know, met so many great and wonderful artists and collaborators on it and still have people ask me about the book today. So it, it, you know, I, I have no doubt that it was worth it. Uh, even that, if it, even though it didn't make a lot of money, is it going to make a comeback anytime? Uh, I don't see it making a comeback. I've, I've, I, I've, I like to look ahead, not backwards. Uh, I think I've, I've sort of said all I had to say about those characters in this medium. Now, if there's a TV or movie version, that's another story. But I don't, I don't see it coming back to comics. Which is totally possible these days because you never know everything is getting picked up. I think Nick Fury has a show now, so yeah. we live in a world where anything's possible. Yep. I shit. I just got done watching The Boys actually the uh, mm. right before this. Well, before taking care of that, it was an early morning thing. New episode of The Boys, and that's one I never thought would be a TV show. But here we live in that world, and they're getting the spinoff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's good for them. Oh, it's nuts. Oh, do you do you catch anything else, or is it you're really busy, so you're not really able to catch any of the other shows on? Uh yeah, no, I still I'm 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 a TV watcher. I haven't I watched the first season of The Boys, and I intend to watch the second. I just haven't started it yet. Did you read the comics? Uh I did not. I have not read oh, the comics. Boy, then you you're going in fresh. You're the fresh meat. Yeah, as I like to say, your ver your uh, the boys cherry is going to be popped. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, because it's true. Because I, I knew a little bit about some of the characters because I've read a bit of the books. Mm-hmm. And like, and I've watched a couple of videos, one online, too. I was very curious. And um, I actually had the co-creator on the show. Very nice guy. And when you're going in and you're watching it, because shout out to my girlfriend. I mean, she was watching it with me. And she's like, what? I'm like, I kind of knew this was coming. And the people who don't know it's coming, oh, my God. <laughs> you're Jay, you're not ready. I'm just going to give you this. You're not ready. If you thought there was a lot of blood in season one, who? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's pretty depraved. Ooh, ooh. Well, what is one? You've mentioned a couple of like mystery and sci-fi and whatnot, but is there a certain like type of genre? Like, is it like murder mystery or something like that that you really want to do? Like, put it on the ether because you know, 
I've had people get hired for jobs on this show, and it's <laughs> like I've said I can work on Batman, and my buddy Andy gets hired and fucking on the Batwoman show two months later because they heard oh, the show. That's funny. It's like, oh my god, nice. I'm for I'm I'm cheap, but <laughs> I really am. I'm a cheap writer. Uh, but for price, this man can get there. But is there anything like you want to like do later on in the future a little bit? Like, is there a certain you kind of mentioned that like you got other neat uh, genres, but what's one maybe you really want to go for? Uh... Hey guys and gals, Dakota here with a quick little ad break for you. So folks, we always know the classic saying, wear your freak flag high. Now you can, because the Comic Chronicle podcast now has its own little merch line on Redbubble. That's right, folks, we have our own little merch line with some fun little logos. Of course, our Man of Steel-esque logo for the Comic Chronicle podcast you can get on mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, posters, prints, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, we sell some exclusives that you may be interested in in this new world era that we live in. One of those designs we feature is the little branding called Vigilante in Training. Let people know when you wear your mask or if you want to get a sticker version of the little iconic logo there. Rough dick, a little uh, pat, or stamp on there on your mask that's blue, a little dark blue. Vigilante in Training. Or if you want, we have in a word bubble on there, trying to best to explain this on a podcast, in a word bubble, Make Comics Not War. Get that on t-shirts, sweaters, posters, a mask, buttons, phone cases, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, lastly, we have Blockbuster Kid. Take on the Blockbuster logo. You know, a lot of us, like myself, we grew up a Blockbuster. Or, you know, you're a semi-medium age adult and you like Blockbuster too. You want to support the past and keep a little bit of retro on there. You can do that too. Get your t-shirts, masks, buttons, stickers with Blockbuster Kid written on there too. You can check out the store for the Comic Chronicle podcast on Redbubble. And an easier way to do so is you can click the link in the show notes below. And that will help you guys and take you straight down to it. Go to Explore Designs and see what all the fun stuff we have for you guys. See the logos for yourself and support the podcast all in the same sense i give you guys stuff for free which is the podcast and now we give you some merch wear that freak flag high folks so thanks for tuning into this episode and without further ado let's take it back to dakota from the past i can't i i don't know i mean i i, I have a mystery novel in me that i want to Ooh. see see through uh and see published so that's probably the next hill i want to climb uh i wanted to write a novel for uh, ever since high school uh and I finally want to try to make that happen and not keep putting it off. So I think that will be probably the next big thing I do. Um, mm-hmm. But I've got a couple of comic book projects in the, you know, Irons in the Fire. Uh, so, yeah, I, I always just have kind of a variety of, of, of stuff happening. Might I say is now is the best time. I was told of this, so I got one myself. that's based in paleontology because I've worked in paleontology before. I actually got like in my home studio with some fossils. But... Now is the best time, Jay, to do a novel. Yeah. It's the best because I was looking into it and people kept telling me this. I said, you live in the perfect fucking time to do this because you have ebooks. You have – if you want to do physical, you can do physical. Barnes & Noble does their own publishing line. Like yeah. If they like your book, they'll make it and print it themselves and further store. Yep. yep. I, it's, yeah. There's, I mean it's the same thing with comics. You can – you know, digital comics. True. You can self-publish. It's uh, – yeah, it's never been easier to just make – to just do it yourself. It's true. We got an Arizona one down here. The Amazing Arizona Comics, I believe it's called. And the guy makes them at home and he sells them at comic book stores all around. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, I staple them, put them out here. And they're actually really good. <laughs> like they're, yeah, that's they're cool. old they're old school. They're like kind of 90s style. Right. Uh, so yeah, we live in a perfect time for a good man. We really yeah. do. Agreed. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time though today, boss. 
Uh, is there anything that you want to maybe promote or anything like that for people listening? Uh, I mean, I guess I would, I would keep your eyes peeled for the new season of Supergirl starting next year. Um, you can find all my comics. Uh, you can find them on Amazon. You can find them at your local comic shop. You can find them online at Comixology. Uh, I don't have anything new uh, to promote at the moment, um, but there's a, uh, as you've said, I have a big back catalog that you can. It's enjoy. true. It's true. And for people at home, you can binge Jay. <laughs> there you go. You can absolutely binge Jay. Um, where could people though find you on social media though? Good man. Because uh, you can that's find me on, thing. yes, you can find me on Twitter. I'm just uh, at my name. That's it. Yep. Oh, that's true. It is. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. See, you have like the best naming. Obviously, you got yours <laughs> later on in life because my shit's weird. Like it was Psycho 1997. You can tell I made this when I was like a fucking like younger teenager because it's because it, it's Psycho 1997. My email is LexCorp97, although that one was kind of older. <laughs> that yeah. one was like every name is taken. What do I get? <laughs> like Dakota Morgan, that's taken. Are you shitting me? Who's out there being me? So you you definitely joined at the right age. Yep, you got it. You got to brand it. It's true. It's very true. Very true. All righty, good man. Well, like I said, I don't want to take too much of your time though today sure. because we're kind of later on in the afternoon. But again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, this man, is kind of a shorter. Yeah, thank you. Like it's kind of a short interview, but I love being able to talk to fellow writers and such because I can give as much information as I know. But you yourself, I mean, people listening always get a lot of helpful hints, and you're filled with a lot of good knowledge. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, Jay, you got to do the TED Talk. <laughs> all I'm saying, good man. Add it to my list. It's, it's a long list. <laughs> I mean, your family comes over and they're like, why does it say TED Talk on here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. That was going to be a thing. I, there's a podcast named Dakota. He's another writer. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, but good man. Well, thank you for coming on. And, and yeah. you know, you know you, I'll let you know when the episode comes out and such Please as well, do. too. And yeah, well, you, you have yourself a re good rest of the day, boss. You too, thanks. Take it easy. You do.